Hey doll, so today's show is from a podcast I was on with my good friend Kim Dolan Leto. Her podcast is called The Strong Confident His, and we had such a beautiful conversation about staying on the climb no matter what we go through. You all have heard my stories. You know how I feel about being addicted to the climb. And this is just me sharing my story of how I grew up and what makes me always want to stay addicted to the climb. I'm pouring my heart out in this conversation with Kim. She's such a beautiful sister in Christ, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this today. I feel it's going to bless you in ways that only God can bless you with. So get in a quiet place today. Listen to my words. Listen to Kim's heart which is just so beautiful, and I hope you just feel so encouraged. Thanks so much for being here, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Strong, Confident, His podcast, sweet sister. Today, I have a guest on the show. Her name is Kelly Tyen. She is a master transformation coach for women in faith, fitness, and mindset. She is a four-time national bikini champion, breast cancer survivor. She's the host of her show, her podcast show, Addicted to the Climb, the author of her new book, also called Addicted to the Climb, and a proud wife and mother of her two children. Kelly, welcome to the Strong, Confident His podcast. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm so honored. Feel so blessed to be here today. Oh, me too. You know what, before I dive in, I'm just, I'm so grateful for your time today. And I want to just pray real quickly. I'm going to have you pray at the end of the show, but I just want to pray real quickly, dear God, Kelly and I come before you and we want you to just use anything, any stories that you want to give us any, anything that comes to mind so that we can be a blessing to our sisters. We want to take everything that you have helped us through and help another person through it. If there's anything we can say, please bring it to mind. Help us have favor over technology and God, we just ask you to come in. Holy spirit. Come Jesus, just sit with us. We're, we're, we're answering. You were saying, yes, like your, your word says, you know, if you're knocking on the door, if we ask you to come in, you'll come in and you'll sit with us. Father, sit with us and be with us in this time. And we just want to inhale your presence and exhale your peace. And in your precious name, we pray, we pray. Amen. Amen. That was, okay. So 
I'm going to dive right in. Okay. You have a book and a podcast called addicted to the climb. Can you share why you chose that name? Like, tell us all about that. Definitely. I'm so excited to talk about it because when I first heard addicted to the climb, well, I never heard addicted to the climb. I should rewind. I was listening to a podcast about three, four years ago and somebody said, well, everybody's addicted to something. And I stopped the podcast and I thought about that. And I really said to myself, I'm really not addicted to anything. I don't have an addictive personality, but it struck me that I really am addicted to the climb because life is a climb. Everything about life, right, is a climb where Mm -hmm. if we're not climbing, we're going backwards. So that's when I realized addicted to the climb could be the name of my show at that moment about a few years ago. And why I really pursued addicted to the climb is let me take you through a story of my childhood. I grew up with a mom and I'm an only child. I grew up with my parents who are the most loving and positive people that you would ever meet. My mom was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was born. So I watched her suffer her whole entire life. But Kim, she suffered with a smile in the only way I knew she would get through her pain was through her faith. And my mom never gave up with the 33 surgeries, four near death experiences. She was scarred from her head, top of her head to the bottom of her toes, but she always kept such a strong faith. And so my mom was really the one who paved the way of being addicted to the climb in her faith. And that's what she taught me as a little girl, just watching her. She led by example. She always had scripture. She was always talking about Jesus. And we can do anything, Kelly, through Christ. And I would look at her in her pain because, of course, she's my mom. So I saw the suffering, yet she did try to hide it all the time. But I knew she never, ever wavered in her faith. So back to being addicted to the climb, it really comes down as I'm realizing it more and more, even even though the podcast has been out a couple of years, it's really about being addicted to the climb in my faith mm-hmm. in helping others never give up, never losing hope of what's ahead. And if they stay strong in their faith, they can do anything with God by their side. And that's what my mom taught me. And that's my messaging now to the world, whoever God wants to hear this podcast or read my book and my messaging is just really surrender. It's really centered on staying in faith and never losing hope because with God, all things really are possible. I truly believe that even though it can be an uphill battle at times, as we know, Kim, we've both been through so many things, but Mm -hmm. when we don't waver in our faith, everything is just better. So staying addicted to that and not going backwards is really what I want to just help others realize and just stay on that climb. So that's what yes. it's all about. So good. I think Jesus is like the healthiest addiction. Like Mm. that I always think about like, am I addicted to anything? Not really, but I am definitely addicted to my time with him because anytime I get away from it, I feel myself just, 
I start to feel like old insecurities or the old negative soundtrack plays in my mind of you're not this, you're not that. And like, I just don't feel like I'm living in my full potential. I I just, the devil's voice just starts to like get so loud. And when I was thinking about, there's so many things. Okay. So like I was praying for our time this morning, cause okay. If you guys are listening in real time, this is the day after a couple days after Easter. And I had 20 people staying in my house. Okay. 20 people. And, uh, mom is tired. The laundry is like, I think I finished the laundry last night at like 10 30. And you guys know, I go to bed way earlier than that. So like I'm tired, but I'm like up this morning and God's just been telling me so much lately, like just leave space for me. So I was like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to cancel this podcast episode with Kelly. What do you want me to talk about? And God wanted us, you know, she wanted to share about addicted to the climb. And I just kept thinking about mountains. So I jumped on my computer and I'm like, okay, Bible study tool shares that God uses imagery of mountains and valleys often in his word to describe his power, the high moments of like the successes in life, but also the lows and the obstacles that stand in our way. And he's sovereign through it all. But what Kelly's saying is like, if you're addicted to that climb, if you're just like, I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus and I'm just going to keep going no matter what I just, that imagery is so beautiful. And it makes me think of a scripture. I have to share this because when I was trying to get pregnant with Giovella and my husband and I were struggling and it was like, it was not in a straight line at all. I, I, I thought about Kelly this morning, like, this is my godly, like leave space for God. And this is what he gave me was Mark 11, 23 and 24 for assuredly. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done. He will have what he asks for. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you have them. And I think someone needs to know that just because God hasn't opened that door or the scale still says what it says, or there hasn't been the breakthrough that if you remain addicted to the climb with your eyes on Jesus in faith, he will, you will have that mountaintop. It's a mountaintop experience. Amen, Kelly. Amen. And I have a verse too, that God placed on my heart in it's so fitting for right at this moment, but it's Psalm 63, three. And I, and it says, my lips praise you because your faithful love is better than life itself. And that right now is the verse I'm leaning on every moment, just in the present time, because Mm -hmm. think about that and just think about how his faithful love, he doesn't waver in his faithful love towards us. It's better than life itself. So when we're in those hard times or the struggle or the weight's not moving, like you said, and we're just down on ourselves, just know his faithful love can can withstand any of that. Your mindset can change if you lean in to his faithful love. And it's better than life itself. It's so beautiful. And it can take you out of any situation when you're feeling not good. Right, Kim? That's so good. I, I have to say one thing, like, you know how God like just starts working on you. I keep hearing God tell me lately, receive it. And I think all the time we're trying to earn it. We're trying to like, you know, when I will, when I do this, then this will happen or God, you know, I just, you want to give him everything, but you don't want to give him this one little part of you. Maybe it's, you know, 
a food that you, he's told you to lay down or wine or, you know, laziness from your workouts. Like I'm always like, God, what are we working on with me today? And he's like, stop trying to like feel guilty and earn this and think this is a struggle. I want you to just receive it. So I believe someone needed to hear that because we just need to receive his grace, receive his strength, receive his joy. And I'm telling you, it is the life that that he talks about, like he will do more abundantly than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And in this vein, in this conversation and talking about this subject, I want to ask you, Kelly, you know, worth and identity and fitness, because you were a bikini champion, you were, you're a cancer survivor you love Jesus. Like Kelly and I are friends. So we'll text each other. Like we help each other out because we, what we do is very similar and we don't always have someone to go to. So when we lean into each other, it's so important. But one thing we've learned, cause we both came from fitness is that worth identity and fitness in the world look very different than they do biblically. So can you share how God has led you here, Kelly? Cause I feel like God wants us to talk about the, the fact that fitness in the world and fitness in the word are very different, very different. And yes, coming from a, com, you know, competitor background, I, it was blurry to me. My faith, I didn't mix my faith into my fitness back then at all. And it was a struggle. And it, that was something I had to break free from and find my identity in Jesus alone because I was chasing an unrealistic body. I was chasing an unrealistic, just my mind was just, um, it was very noisy is all I can say with what the world expected of me. And until I started resting in him and really leaning into his word in, in, you know, just reading and setting up my daily patterns, I realized that, I was, I, my motivation, I had to start, I don't know how to, I I let go of trying to find my motivation. And I started relying on my daily routine of reading my Bible every morning and saying, like you said, Kim, God, where do you, what do you want from me today? What kind of workout should I do? I used to put pressure on myself. I'm sure you can relate to that, right? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, the pressure we put on ourselves. I used to think I had to go to the gym for an hour a day. And God's like, Kelly, it's okay if you do a 20 minute workout. That was something I actually had to work on because I felt guilty if I wasn't in the gym for an hour. I was like, I'm not good enough. I would put pressure on myself that I had to work really hard to sustain an unrealistic body that I was chasing. God was like, girlfriend, you don't have to do that. You're a vessel that I created. Your body is a temple. Eat whole foods. You'll feel better. I had to learn to do all those things and walk with Jesus to help me on that side of my journey. Does that make sense? Because I was doing things for so long. Yes, it makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was taking on too many pressures. And then when I finally leaned into my identities in Christ, I I was a new creation. You know, I became a new person in my faith, in my fitness. And that's what I'm trying to teach my clients now. Over the last even just few years, I really brought my faith into my fitness because I want other women to know that 
It's okay to be where you are right now. Let God walk with you on your faith journey, your fitness journey, your clean eating. He will help you in all those moments when you feel weak, when you're facing a temptation with food, pray about everything and just let him in on your journey. That's what I started doing and it changed everything for me. I'm not chasing those unrealistic things that I was chasing in the past that would really mess me up. It was a bad place to be until I finally just let God do what God wanted to do all this time and know that my, you know, right. Yeah. That's so, it's so good because I think what happens when we're in fitness is you don't realize it because everyone has kind of this, it's like an organization of disordered eating and body dysmorphic disorder. Like we're all supposed to look like this and we're all supposed to eat our salmon and vegetables and chicken and vegetables and all this stuff out of our little Tupperware. And we all live this way. And then you feel so guilty if you eat, like God never created us to feel guilty about what we ate and hate our bodies. Like that all came from the world. Right. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. And that's why like, you know, I wrote faith inspired transformation and created the fit power hour because it's like, if you don't get up and get in the word with God, before you go out into the world, you are not equipped. You've got to dress for battle sister. Like you've got to know the word because immediately the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Like like the, even how the Bible talks about like how, you know, God will give us a word, but the devil comes immediately to take it from our hearts or he'll plant like the, the briars, the thorns, the weeds there. But when it's sown on good ground, it is powerful and it takes a long time. And God is still like, I am, you know, I still have moments like this weekend. I did not eat one piece of candy. There was like Easter candy everywhere, cakes, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not eating that stuff because I don't want it, but I'll tell you what I did do. I saved one thing that I wanted. And when everyone was gone yesterday and the laundry was done, I'm like, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to enjoy my little piece of chocolate here. I am not going to feel guilty about it. Like, I think we need to really have a, a, an understanding that like this whole worth and identity and how you look and how you eat and all this performance-based perfectionism garbage is worldly. The word doesn't say, I'm like, where in the Bible does it tell me I'm supposed to eat out of Tupperware and feel guilty if I have X amount of body fat or weigh this amount. So like it's, God has set us free. So I think just renewing our mind in that freedom and going, okay, I reject that. I am doing it God's way. That is why I wrote that. Like, I don't know if you know, Kelly, I wrote a new book called fit God's way. It's out in January, but you and I are so like, we're you and I so get each other. We could like talk about this forever. So tell us about a time that you felt really strong. You know, I really feel strong when I'm really closest to God. I really have to say my, my strength comes from him. And I feel like I'm on top of the world when I'm really in my Bible. I can't get enough of it. I feel God moving and it's such a great place to be. And I'm not saying, you know, not everybody walks in, we all have a different walk with the Lord, but when you're really leaning in and you're, you're not feeling strong, lean in more, get in with him, pray when I'm, that's when I'm at my most high in life. When I'm, that's when I feel strong. Can you share about last week? Like what happened? Cause like I was talking to you last week and I was, 
I could just feel Jesus glowing through the the phone when I was like, I'm talking to you. Like it's literally just like, I'm like, Kelly, all I can see is like this big glow, like Jesus glow all over you, girl. Can you share? Yes. I actually, I was glowing. (laughs) (laughs) You still are. I'm like, Kim, I'm climbing with Jesus. He's on the climb with me and I just want to climb with him. And, you know, I'm also re reality sets into, you know, life gets hard at times, but last week I went through, my husband had an eye doctor appointment and was told that he possibly could have a tumor. And it was very scary. I was really nervous, but yet I was leaning again into, I use that word leaning in because I really was leaning in hard into my faith and saying, Lord, I know you have so much more for us. My marriage, he's the love of my life. You didn't bring me this far to leave me here and to leave us with our children here. And I just kept praying faith over fear. And we went back for another opinion and it wasn't a tumor. I was just so happy and just so full of faith that I know God will build our faith stronger when we do lean in. Even in, even if things didn't go that way, Kim, I wasn't going to waver in my faith. It goes back to how I watched my mom. My mom didn't always have a good diagnosis and my mom passed away almost five years ago now, but not wavering in my faith. I didn't let the devil try to kill and destroy me in my family because I could have crumbled and cried and showed my children that I'm weak and I'm so upset about this diagnosis, but I didn't. We just stayed strong. We prayed more. I got on my knees every single moment I had the opportunity and just said, Lord, I'm leaving this in your hands and I know you'll take care of us. And we did get the great news. We're still waiting for another test, but it, I just I, I just feel so blessed about how yeah. the outcome went. I do. I'm and- so, I'm so relieved. I, Kelly mm-hmm. called me last week and I was like, let's just pray for him. She's like, we yeah. pray for him. Like, let's pray for him right now. So we prayed together and I feel like someone needs to know that, that like God right now you have, there are unknowns, but God is in your faith in him will guide you straight through the unknown. It's when you look to the left and to the right, when you start trying to get you know, you're, you start trying to get answers from people or people, we turn, we get desperate and we turn to things that are, they may feel good in the moment, but they are not the answer. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. So I want you to share where you get your confidence from, because this is the strong, confident, his podcast. And can you tell us about your breast cancer story? Mm. Well, as you know, my um, confidence does come from the Lord. (laughs) It always goes back to that, even when I'm not feeling confident. And like you said, Kim, not looking to the right or left. I just want to go back a minute because I didn't even share what happened to my husband with other people because I didn't want their opinions. I didn't want people getting nervous. I really just talked to God about it. And that was it. And I always say, release the outcome. You don't know the outcome of what's going to happen next. Only he does. God knows what's going to happen. So to worry, what is that going to bring you? It doesn't give us anything good. It brings more anxiety, more fears. And God wants us to keep our faith strong, faith over fear. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to say that because it's so important when we're going through battles. And so my breast cancer was a battle. 
And it was very scary because I was the fitness girl. I was opening a boot camp. I was leading women in fitness. And for me to be diagnosed with Kelly, you have breast cancer. How old were you? 38. Okay. So um, 11, 10 years free of breast cancer now going on 11. It's, it's such a blessing, but there were those moments of fear that crept shock. in. Shock, like sh- shock. absolute shock. Like that shock. can't be real. Right. And even shame, Kim came in. I was shameful. I remember just feeling like, why me? I can't believe I'm the one. I mean, I'm supposed to be starting this boot camp business and teaching women how to be fit and healthy. And right then I had to just get into prayer and I didn't want to be taken down by this diagnosis because that's all it was, was words being told to me that I had cancer. I knew God was in control. That's how I grew up. And I just leaned into my faith again. I wanted my family to see me strong in this And I wanted them to know that I chose faith over the fear and I wasn't giving up. I continued with my boot camp. It really kept me accountable as much as I was leading these women in classes. They were also really lifting me up. Little did they know they were keeping me accountable to keep showing up. And through my treatment, I had radiation every single day for eight weeks. And it was, it was just a time, a moment in time where God used my is using my story now to encourage others that if you get a cancer diagnosis, we can't give up and throw the towel in. Why would we do that? Yeah, God because you if you would have given up and like not had your faith, I believe I believe when the Bible says that like we become our words. You yes. like as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes. I I be, I know that in my life to be true. I've seen it. So were you, did you, and this is just like, I hope it's okay if I ask this, yeah. but did you ever feel mad at God or disappointed? Like why, why me, God? Like, why yes. did you ever? Yes. Yeah. I think it's, Absolutely. I think we need to be honest. I think it's yes. very like, we can just put some like pretty little scriptures all over it, but I think we, people need to know the real, that this is not mm this is life and you're going to have feelings. And just because you have feelings does not mean God understands. I mean, he fully understands, but how did you, cause I know that like you were in fitness, was your faith as strong or do you feel like the cancer diagnosis made your faith even stronger? Like, tell us about that. Yes. Yes. So I did grow up a Christian since I was eight in. So of course, when you have a diagnosis, you feel everything. There's every emotion. You're angry. Why me? Like I said, the shame. Did I do something wrong? What, what, what did I do in my past that am I supposed to die from this? Like there's so many emotions you go through. How scary it is. It's very scary. And I was angry with God for a quick minute. It did. You know, I didn't, again, I have to go back to my mom because she went through so much. I couldn't, I could write books about her life in the suffering and the pain and the setbacks. And I just watched her, Kim, smile beautifully with Jesus by every moment, every single surgery she had. And I just kept thinking, what was her name? Norma. God, thank you for Norma's amazing. Like Mm -hmm. what a faith, what a, those are the people, the heroes that we don't hear about every day, but those are, those are the people that make all the difference in the world. 
all the difference. And I'm so honored that God gave me her as my mother. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing because I don't even know if I would be as strong as she was going through everything she went through. But just back to the cancer, I just was angry with God, but I knew that wasn't, I couldn't continue being angry with him. He didn't do this to me. It's just something I had to go through. And I kept thinking, maybe I will have a story to tell. And I'm leading all these women and they're seeing me get up at four in the morning with a cancer diagnosis. And I said, maybe I can shine a light to them that if I can do it, they certainly can. And maybe it wasn't cancer they're going through. Maybe they're struggling and attempt food, but they see me <clears throat> overcoming this cancer and waking up and showing up. I wanted to just keep showing up for them so they can get through something they're going through. I bet I, they were like the gift, like you were help. They you're like, they think I'm helping them, but they are mm -hmm. actually the gift I need right now to keep me going. Yes. And just having mm -hmm. that to keep your mind busy. Like yes. that was a gift from God to keep your yes. eyes on other people instead of ourselves. Because yes. when you receive diagnoses, like if you receive information like that, it has got it could level you if your mind isn't busy. If you have to get up every day and keep living your life and going forward, I believe God, my, when my dad, right before he died, he told my mom, I want you to go forward. And I always think about that because God wants us to go forward. We get so stuck when we get in our minds and we mm -hmm. close the door of our homes. Like we were like, I'm putting a do not disturb sign on myself. I'm hiding out in my house until this passes. But God's like, no life is going on. And you're only going to feel worse. If you sit alone in your sadness, like you had those women to look forward to every day. And I'm sure they pulled you out of any funks that you could have gotten in and really helped your, helped you heal. hundred percent. That's exactly what they were. They were there to help me heal. And if I want to, and I do want to be honest, when I lost my mom, I, I did put the do not disturb sign up. And I do, mm -hmm. I want your listeners to know that I was broken. She was, she molded me into everything. As you know, now listening to this show, she just taught me everything I needed to know about my faith and Jesus and where to go when I'm hurting. And when I lost her, I went into that dark, deep, dark hole. I was very scared, Kim, because I, she was everything to me. And then she was gone. My mom had an aneurysm. She was here at 7 a.m. and gone at 7 p.m. And it was shocking. And I, oh my gosh. It, yeah, it really broke me. It broke me. And I was very nervous for myself at times. And I just had to, I, I remember it was almost three months. I didn't come out of my house. I didn't. I, I was dealing with a dad who had my father right before my mom died, six weeks before my mom died. My dad went through a stem cell transplant. He had his whole immune system wiped out. And he had a rare blood cancer diagnosis, one of the healthiest guys, you know, but that happened six weeks before. So he was home and we had to take care of him. He had to go in isolation for one year, masks and gloves. Nobody could come near him. Oh my so, goodness. Yes. So it was a lot. It was heavy. It was very dark times for me because here I am. I had to take care of my dad. My mom's gone. I'm broken. It, it was just and the devil tried to tear me apart. I had actually, and I'll tear up thinking about it because the devil tried to tell me I'm worthless. I have nothing else to live for. Your mom's gone. Your dad's going to die anyways, Kelly, because I didn't know what was going to happen to my dad at that time. He was so sick. Oh and gosh. 
Yeah. Is he okay now? Yes. He's thriving. He's thank his, God. Yes. His health made a hundred percent. He's a miracle. The doctors think he's a miracle. So that came out of that story. And, um, you know, after my mom's passing and me just being in that dark place, I, I just turned again to prayer. And that's when I find my faith gets so much stronger when I'm broken. In right? the valleys. It's in like the in the valleys. When it, the I love that song, like Hills and Valleys by Torn yes. Wells. Like you're yes. in the valley and God's like, I'm going to, I'm just equipping you for the mountaintop yeah. because the mountain is like so bold and strong and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But really what makes us equipped to stand there is the awful, mm -hmm. painful, Mm -hmm. No one sees tears, yes. anguish, sadness, the work, the work that no one sees, the, mm -hmm. the physical labor that we do, the, the emotional, mental work that we do, like, you know, writing your books or like my, how I've written my books or the podcast episodes, like people have no idea all the work that goes on behind the scenes and everything that you have to do every day mm -hmm. to show up. And when you're yeah. in those situations, like when my dad I mean, the whole reason I even got into fitness was my dad having a stroke at 47. I mean, my dad was known for being so handsome and so healthy. And then here to see him laying in a bed in the hospital. And they're like, you need to come say goodbye to your dad. I was like, my dad is 47. What are you talking about? And he was paralyzed. His face was completely, he, it never went away. He never looked the same again. He never was the same again. And then he had to have a quadruple bypass and then a few years later, my brother had to give him a kidney. My little sweet brother, Billy gave him a kidney and he had a heart attack during that and almost died. And then he ended up dying of a massive heart attack when he was 61. And I, I just, I still deal with anxiety from, from all of that. Like mm -hmm. when I say anxiety, I, I mean, when I go to the doctor and they just take my blood pressure, I have total white coat hypertension, like going to the doctor to me is like, I have to pray. I'm like, God, you know, I know I'm healthy. Like I receive that, but it is so stressful just waiting for that other shoe to drop because we've had so many people in our family die from cancer, die from heart disease. You know, they have diabetes, they have strokes, they have all these different issues. And I'm just like, Lord, that is why I teach fitness because it isn't even about what we look like. It's about, I actually was thinking about this. It's just taking care of God's property. I'm God's property, you're God's property, and our body is a vessel to, to carry out his calling on our life. And if we're not taking care of it, we cannot do that because it just causes a myriad of issues. If you're not moving your body, you don't feel good. You're not thinking properly. So I fully understand. I can picture you at home with the do not disturb sign on you taking care of your dad and the devil just lying to you because when we're isolated, I mean, he loves those dark phases. He loves even the secrets we have in our mind, even if we don't have the do not disturb sign on any place of darkness where we're afraid to share or afraid to come out of, he thrives because he has full control. But the minute that you share it with someone, the minute that you admit it, the minute you ask Jesus to help you, the minute you start getting in the word or praying about it, when it comes out into the light. God, like, no, like think about how the littlest amount of light you need to get rid of the darkness. Yeah. It's like nothing. And that is what obviously God did for you. Like, how did you pull out of yeah. that funk? And I'm thinking about it as you're saying all this. And I just remember just 
what else am I going to do? Am I going to just drown in this or am I going to take a step forward? And that's, Mm -hmm. I just did. I just, I took one small step. I put worship music on. I remember I just had to start really filling my mind. Worship music really got me out of but you had to choose it. I want I everyone to, to hear that it. before yes. she like, let's not yeah. leave that. Like she had to okay. choose. Okay. I know this isn't good. I'm not living here anymore. Yes. I, What's exactly. one little step I can take worship yes. music. Yes. So I think someone needs to hear that because people are always like, but wait a minute. What's that first step? It's my decision. We all can make a decision in our free doctor. will. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have a choice at every given moment. We have a choice am I going to take a step forward or am I going to stay where I am? And I did, I I was so tired of crying and being isolated. I said, am I just going to stay like this? And, and I didn't want to stay like that. I said, I'm going to take a step forward. I made the choice. I put the work in, like you said, I did. It was work. You guys, I opened my Bible. It was a struggle but I did it because I wanted desperately to feel better. And I knew my strength could only come from him and no one else. My husband, my kids, my nobody was giving me strength. But I knew if I plugged in to the Lord God, Almighty Father, that he could give me the energy, almost like when you charge your cell phone. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just plug into his power source because I didn't want to feel the way I felt. I was having, you know, awful, like I said, almost suicidal. I was des. I was really in a depression and so I awful. really, it was awful. And I just, you know, I, I knew that if I plugged into him, it could only get better. And even if it got 1% better, that's all I wanted. That was it. I just wanted to feel his love and know that I would have peace any little by little, I got built back up again, but I had to keep showing up in the way, you know, God showed me, I had to put my worship music on. I had to read scripture. Even if it was one sentence, I did it. And little by little, I just kept doing more and more. And he brought me out of it. And and that's, that's how I know he can bring you out of it too, because I'm no different. God does not show favoritism on any of us. We're Mm -hmm. all the same. Nobody's better than anybody else. I'm no different than anybody else. But if you plug into him, he can help you out of your situation. At least you might, I don't know about if it's a cure or whatever you're looking for, but when you plug into him, he will open a new door for you. And that's what I want your listeners to to take away from all of this, because I've been at rock bottom so many times. And I know that when I waver, when my faith gets rocky, it never goes right. So you have to lean in, get your, build on that faith, pray, call a friend to pray with you, find an accountability partner to pray with. If you don't have that right now, because I think we all need that. We all need community, right? Do you believe Mm -hmm. that? Oh my gosh. It's everything. everything. Yes. Being in isolation got, got me nowhere and having, you know, that fear. So now I choose to believe over worry, but it's a choice. Again, we have to choose our faith every single minute of the day or else worry, fear, anxiety, depression creeps in slowly. It can take you down. So so true. It's so funny. I was going to ask you like, what's the one thing you wanted people to think to, you know, take away from our time together. And you led with that. So 
can you tell people where they can find you? And like, um, if you have any projects you want to share about? Sure. They can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Just my name, Kelly Tyen. Will you spell it? Cause your Kelly is different. Yes. My Kelly is different. It's K E L L E Y T Y A N. And that's my Instagram. That's my Facebook and my website. And of course my book addicted to the climb is just 30 stories. I wrote personal stories. I wrote just to encourage you to in your faith and help you to stay on your own climb of life. And yeah, I would love them to reach out to me. And I'm so proud of you for finishing it. Cause I, you and I talk all the time and I don't think people like, I know someone listening wants to start a podcast or write a book and they think, who am I to do this? And I just want you to know that you are a daughter, you're God's daughter, you're a daughter of the King. So many times I've, I've heard the devil just say, who are you to do this? Like you're old, it's over. Like I always laugh. I'm like, I've had so many different career changes from fitness to writing to podcasts. I always tell my husband, you would never have to cheat on me. Cause I've been like 10 different people. Like I'm always yes, changing. <laughs> I was always changing, but right. I feel like so many of us, you know, you finished that book. And I, I know how hard it is to have a vision for something and want to see it through. And I think a sweet sister needs to know, honey, go finish it, go start it, go do it. Like, go do it. We're, we're no different than you. Like God is not a respecter of persons. There is no favoritism as Kelly mentioned. Like you just need to go answer the call and take care of yourself. And the more you do, the more you can do. So get busy getting in the word and taking care of yourself and just wait and see how God shows up. Okay. I have to share that. Like when I was in, I was in my laundry room this morning, I was like doing the final touches. And I was like, okay, God, I know you have like a good quote or something in a song. So I'm going to share a song in a little bit, but Toby Mac has a quote that I was like, this is so perfect. Cause I was thinking about addicted to the climb and all I can picture when I see that is this mountain. And sometimes we circle our mountain, like, you know, Moses leaves, leave, leading the Israelites out of Egypt. We're like circling that diet mountain. Don't circle anymore. <laughs> and then there's like Deuteronomy two, one through three, it says like, uh, you've circled this mountain long enough, go North and North to me is always Jesus look up, lean in like so we need to stop circling our mountain. We need to like go North, but I love this Toby Mac quote. It says the God on the mountaintop is still the God of the Valley. So if you're in the Valley today, know that the mountaintop experience is coming, but he's, I, when you look back, you're going to go, okay, God, I know why I had to go through that time because you needed you getting me alone with you got me here. Right. Yes. And I love, I have a quote too, that I love the best view comes after the hardest climb. Mm -hmm. So that just proves that you never can stop climbing. Don't give up. God doesn't want, he's never going to leave you there. He created you so beautifully. He wants to help you get, keep going in life. There's so much more for you. And we're built to do hard things, right? Writing a book was hard, but if we did it, you can do it. So get moving. I know I ha- I'm working on the final edits for fit God's way. They moved the date. It's going to come out in January of 23 because of all the stuff that's going on and just the supply chain, everything's taking longer, but yes. I'm just like, Lord, I, I just want to say only and everything that you want me to say, like, get me out of your way. And man, it is hard. I mean, like I'm not a sitter and I stand when I write. And then I have to sit, like, you have to keep changing positions. I mean, 
literally, I'm like, I would rather go run a marathon than sit or stand and write this anymore. But God wants us to be faithful. And you look back and you're like, oh, I'm so like, how good does it feel that your book is done? Oh my gosh. It's, it's an amazing, there's no better feeling. It's like you hold it in your hands. Yes. Like are you, she just did this book signing and she sent me a picture. She looks so Kelly looks so cute. And you're like little pink jacket and your little jeans. And it was like <laughs> getting to share a labor of love that God put on your heart with other women to encourage them is deaf yes. is my definition of success. Like yes. God, you put me, you let me go through these things. You brought me through these things. Yes. So may you be glorified in them through them. Like in this, through this and for you, like here, you get all the glory back, right? Yes. Okay. Kelly, I want you to say a prayer for us. And then I'm going to share some scriptures and a song. So stay with me to the end, but I want you to pray for us. Okay. Okay. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for just bringing us here together today. We're so thankful for all your blessings and just the opportunities that you've given us on our journeys. I just pray that every person listening to this today feels encouraged to stay on their climb. We're all different in whatever climb or valley they're in right now. Just give them the encouragement they need, the peace they need to keep on going. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful friendship. Thank you for this podcast so we can share to others. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. I'm going to share some faith fuel because you guys know, I always do. All right. Matthew 17, 20 tells us he replied because you have so little faith. Truly. I tell you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I have felt that in my life. I can say, I have watched God literally do things that I never thought I could do friend. And I know he wants to do that in you. Okay. Psalm 121, one through two says I'm sticking with my mountaintop theme here. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I feel like mountains, like being addicted to the climb, all I could just see were mountains. And I thought, you know, God is those he's our rock. He's our redeemer. He's when we look at something like as ominous and powerful as a mountain, like that is our Lord. He is our strong tower, our refuge, our strength. So it's such a a beautiful example of beauty that God created for us to look at and, and say, okay, God, (laughs) I can do this. Like you can make those mountains. I can get through this. All right. And then I wanted to share if someone right now is like, I'm just in a, I'm in a valley. And I need a song. So you can either listen to Hills and Valleys by Torn Wells, which we love, or you can listen to a song by Chris McClarney that says it's called Speak to the Mountains. And I'm going to give you just a little bit of it because I think it would really encourage you. Like maybe you're like Kelly and you just need that, that worship song. You need that Jesus today. You're like, God, I need a song. I need, I need the Holy spirit to help lift me out of this pit. So here's what it says. It says, I won't be shaken. I won't be moved. My God is faithful. His promise is true. So I speak to the mountains. Oh, it's time to move. My God is bigger, better, stronger, greater than you. My enemies scatter because they know the battle is done. My God is stronger. The victory's already won. Yes. And amen. Especially right after Easter, right? Yes. yes. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Let me, I'm just, I'm almost done. Just stay with me to the end, Kelly. Okay. 
All right, sisters, you know, I'm never going to leave you without asking you to get into action because nothing happens without it. I want you to join my power up challenge. I want you to come talk to me on Facebook or Instagram. Just leave a comment under the most recent post and tell me how this just refer to pot this podcast with Kelly Tyan to say, I was listening to this. Tell me what step you took today, or tell me how this spoke to you. And that automatically enters you into my power up challenge, where you're going to win either a book, a devotional a workout series, or a coaching call with me. And if this has spoken to your heart and you're like, wait a minute, I, I, I know someone needs to hear this. Please share it. Women need other women. We need to know that we're not alone. So please share this and I'll thank you in advance for doing that. Okay. All right. And then lastly, I want to ask you to please go rate and review the strong, confident, his podcast and the addicted to the climb podcast, because it helps other people find us and it helps other people like, come on, you know, when you go to Amazon and you're going to buy something or you go somewhere and you see all these reviews for something, you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to that. So your voice matters and it counts. So please help us help other people. We have so enjoyed this time. We love you. We're praying for you. Remember that you are strong, confident, his, and I will let Kelly say the last goodbye. Ah, thank you so much for having me today. I am so, I'm feeling so blessed and so excited for new growth and what's going to happen. So thank you so much. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytyan.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.